This is News Talk 980 CKNW. 6.45 on a Sunday morning. That means it's time to check in with Rick Forchak. Good morning, Rick. Good morning, Jill. Good morning, and we are starting off with Justice League. Yeah, big movie. It'll be huge at the box office. I'm not sure how huge, but definitely very big. Uh, we have Superman, along with his secret identity of Clark Kent, uh, both dead in the Batman versus Superman movie of 2016. That one was subtitled The Beginning of Justice. And now with the new threat on the horizon and Superman gone, Batman, played by Ben Affleck, and his new ally Wonder Woman, played by Gal Gadot, uh, work at putting together a new team to try to save the world. Now that includes Aquaman, The Flash, and Cyborg, who along with a toned-down and slightly more humble Batman, work to overcome the alien warlord that threatens the Earth. Now, this film does not take itself too seriously, in part because of the work of the Flash, Barry Allen, uh, played by Ezra Miller. He had a small role in Batman vs. Superman and in Suicide Squad, uh, but here his character develops fully as the youngest member of the group in a sort of let's-get-the-band-back-together storyline. Batman is still brooding, but not quite so dark, as he recognizes, since the death of Superman, that the new threat facing the world, that of Steppenwolf, an ages-old alien creature back to destroy the Earth, the known universe if possible, and rebuild it his own way, is the most important thing to overcome at this time. Pairing up with Wonder Woman, they look for a team, and they find Cyborg, played by newcomer Ray Fisher, Aquaman, played by Jason Momoa, and The Flash. Uh, this is Wonder Woman's movie, despite the fact that other themes are in play throughout. Gal Gadot has created a character here that, perhaps for the first time in the world of movies, actually lives up to the character from the DC Comics. She takes on a leadership role after Steppenwolf runs amok with his world-threatening ways. And as in the Wonder Woman movie, there are some great special effects, especially during the fight scenes and battles that take us from Gotham City to Metropolis to Central City and to Chernobyl in Ukraine. Uh, Director Zack Snyder uh, handles his big ego heroes with a deft hand, as if he knows them as people, as friends, and as colleagues, rather than as characters on a page of script. At two hours even, the movie flips right along, wasting little time on exposition and explanation, and yet with the bits and pieces we're given, it's easy to understand just who everybody is and why they've shown up. There's all kinds of trivia present from previous DC Comics, uh, even to a reference right out of the Big Bang Theory. And there's no time to become bored. Nothing happens that requires the audience to ponder its meaning. We get it, and we move on. Uh, the best movie of this genre in some time, I think, with the exception, perhaps, of the Wonder Woman film from earlier this year, which was equally exceptional. Uh, there are two more scenes, one which occurs about two minutes into the credits and one that happens right at the end of the credits. So stay seated to get the full effect. The rating is 14A. That's Justice League. Pretty good movie, Joe. All right. And stay in your seat. Don't jump up and leave the theater. Do not leave. <laughs> All right. Uh, Wonder, I've seen the previews for this. This looks interesting. Yeah, very good movie. It's based on the inspirational best-selling novel by R.J. Palacio. Uh, Wonder is the story of 10-year-old Augie Pullman, a little boy born with a condition that's created significant facial differences from the mainstream. We first meet up with him as he's being prepared for his first day at middle school after being homeschooled by his mother, Isabel, played to perfection by Julia Roberts. Augie's facial issue is a result of a genetic condition where each of his parents carried the gene that created it, and novice, novelist uh, Palacio used his own experience with his own child as the deeply personal model for this story. 
It's set in New York. It's well played by a number of lower mainland locations here. Most of it was shot in Vancouver. We're ready for a rough ride for Augie. Isabel doesn't really want him in school yet. She feels it's too soon. And day one for Augie is brutal, with the staring, the bullying, the hurtful comments. Uh, To the credit of the script for this movie, it does not immerse us in the hurt and the pain. It brings us right up to a number of extremely painful situations for the little boy. Uh, He's played by Vancouver's Jacob Tromley. He was age 10 when the bulk of the filming was done. And then it lets us off the hook with a change of scenes. We don't wallow in the bullying, the jokes about not touching Augie lest another student student get the plague, and we don't wallow in the pain of their parents. Father Nate, really well played here by Owen Wilson, a casting risk that pays off like a winning lotto ticket. There's a sister, too, a high schooler named Via, whose life went on hold when Augie was born. A nice piece of construction allows us to first experience the challenges for Augie day to day, and then it slips into the backstory of each of the major characters to show us just how we got here. The film is not modeling, but it will make you tear up a time or two. There's much to be learned about people who, through no fault of their own, are different. But it doesn't preach. It shows instead of telling. And that's what a good screenplay is all about. The rating is PG, Jill. Wonder's a very good movie. All right. That sounds good. Uh, We also have an animated film. Yeah, this one's called The Star, and it's a feature that tells the Christmas story from the perspective of the animals involved, beginning with a brave little donkey who breaks free from his life of servitude in a small village and begins a journey during which he acquires friends in the person of a sheep, a dove, and three wise-cracking camels. They have adventure after adventure as they follow a star in the east and become instrumental in helping with the events surrounding the first Christmas. It's a fine tale for children, features the voices of Chris Christopherson, Tyler Perry, Oprah Winfrey and Mariah Carey. The rating is G. It is suitable for all family audiences. All right. So to get you in the Christmas spirit, we will move on to the various streaming services. Yeah, we'll start with Netflix. We've got Green Zone from 2010. Uh, this is a great action movie. It's directed by Paul Greengrass. He did the Jason Bourne films. The same level of international intrigue and cat and mouse chase scenes abound here in the search for truth about the weapons of mass destruction that were the focus of the American invasion of Iraq. Matt Damon is Chief Warrant Officer Roy Miller, who has information that the entire affair was a setup to install an American-controlled puppet government in Iraq. He also has information from an informant who knows exactly where the weapons are stashed, allegedly. Uh, Somebody is playing someone here, and Miller decides to go rogue uh, through following orders from a leadership that might be suspect. Uh, Some great chase scenes, an intricate plot that will get you thinking. Amy Ryan and Greg Kinnear also star. The rating's 14A. That's Green Zone. It's a good movie. All right, and we have one from 2017, The Case for Christ. Yeah, new movie. Uh, Lee Strobel was the real-life legal editor of the Chicago Sun-Times, and he set out to write a book that would definitively demonstrate that Jesus Christ was a myth and a legend, but not a real person. As he researched, traveled, studied, and interviewed, he uncovered more and more evidence refuting his initial premise and ultimately took a position of belief in what scriptures taught. Mike Vogel from Under the Dome and The Brave is Strobel, along with a strong cast that includes Faye Dunaway, Robert Forster, and Grant Goodeve. Uh, Grant Goodeve uh, from Eight is Enough lives just down the road in Seattle. Uh, the rating for this one, PG, that's A Case for Christ. It's on Netflix. All right, and we talked about Long Time Running last week, but it's also on Crave TV now. Yeah, if you missed it uh, on regular television, uh, this is the documentary made on the Tragically Hip as they cross the country doing a number of performances uh, after the announcement of the now late Gord Downey's terminal illness. 
Place, uh, the featured part of the film, uh, Concert in Kingston, also featured in Victoria. Uh, Downey passed away a month after the movie debuted at the Toronto International Film Festival. So that's on Crave. It's running all month long if you uh, want to catch up to it. If you just haven't, uh, rating is PG. That's a long time running. All right. And it seems like we are getting into the, the fall finales and the Christmas break for a lot of the shows that it feels like they just started up again. That's true. So tonight on television, we've got uh, the American Music Awards. Uh, Looking forward to uh, Sunday night. That's tonight. We have a three-hour extravaganza that salutes the very best in American and international pop music. Now, the highlight of the evening will be a special award presentation to Diana Ross, a Life Achievement Award. She will also do a rare live performance. She hasn't been seen singing on a television special in many years. Other featured performers include Demi Lovato, Kelly Clarkson, Imagine Dragons, Selena Gomez, Fink, Nick Jonas, and Lady Gaga. All of that on ABC tonight, Joe. All right, that's a pretty uh, star-packed lineup. It is indeed. All right, uh, on that note, uh, Rick, we will chat with you next weekend. Thanks, Joe. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.